This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you another thing. You will never see me wearing a tank top. You no? will never. No suns out, guns out? No. No. Listen. Why not? Again, it's it's self-awareness. Is it the it's, fair Irish skin? No, it's just understanding how that's going to look. It's not going to look good. It's like a gentleman. Again, this is not a self-deprecating thing. This is just more fact than anything else. A gentleman of my size wearing an NBA jersey, it's not a good look. It's not. Because... It, it, you're not jacked in your arms. If you're jacked in your arms, wear an NBA jersey. Go nuts, wear a tank top, do whatever you want. It's almost mandatory at that point. Exactly. If it's flab. Mm. No one wants to see it. No. Also, if it's pasty pale flab. And I, I got a I gotta hunch you're not working with much of a base tan right now. Now, most of the summer is basically spent with my forearms all just gorgeously tanned. Just stunning. And then if you were to roll up my shirt sleeve an inch, Oof. it would be a massive. Alaska in the winter? Oh, my God. Oof. You know, okay. there was one time. This is this segment's <laughs> dedicated to all the ladies out there. Uh, it really is. There was one time I posted a picture. Um, my in-laws, for their 50th anniversary, took the entire family to Hawaii. I had never been. Oh, it wow. It was amazing. Very it generous. Was, oh, it really was. It was incredible. And we go there. And for the first time in something like 40 years, a hurricane is due to hit the islands. So we were about to get crushed. How about that moonshot? Yeah, exactly. You bring the big fella into town and all, all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. But I took a picture that I did not and posted it that I did not realize. It's me, you know, by the pool, like with, with a Corona. Hey, everybody, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm set for the hurricane. <laughs> Right, so I'm just laying out, and I have my shoes off, and the white pasty feet that I have, as opposed to the tan up the legs. Oh my God, that cutoff was rough. Oh, how about okay? I get it. You I know, get so it. my feet had not been. I, I don't. I don't do sandals a ton. So yeah, that was a bad, bad, bad mix. <laughs> It's like when you see some of these golfers win a tournament, they pull the hat off, and you're like, dear God, man. Yes. Don't you play the practice rounds without the hat? Exactly. Throw on a little sunblock. Even I do that every once in a while, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Let the old dome draw in the uh, you know, the vitamin D or whatever it is. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Speaking of vitamin D, Dan Quinn, hired by the Washington Commanders. He is their new head coach, and... You can certainly make the argument that that hurts the Dallas Cowboys because they have had a top seven defense in scoring defense over the last three years since he has been there and been their defensive coordinator. But there's also how it affects the rest of the division. And the Eagles went out and hired two new coordinators, Joe. they, As we know, they brought in uh, Vic Fangio from Miami last week. And now Kellen Moore is their new offensive coordinator that they brought in over the weekend. Um, Devontae Smith, their wide receiver, was on with Kay Adams uh, on Up at Adams on FanDuel TV, and Devontae was asked about uh, just exactly how uh, Kellen Moore 
is going to influence their offense. So here he is. Okay, if you could have one wish and say, Kellen Moore, this is what I need for next season. This is what I want you to bring into this locker room, bring to this offense. What would that be? Oh, just just let us do what we do. What does that mean? <laughs> like like anybody else, saying, just, just give us the ball. All right, smooth enough. Just let us do what we do. Well, I, it didn't really work out great this year. So I'm very curious as to how Kellen Moore, who I think his reputation, Joe, we both agree, took a major hit this year. How exactly is he going to change around and save this Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts for that matter? So I'm trying to look at this right now. A.J. Brown last year, two, I guess this would be two seasons ago at this point, right? Mm. Super Bowl year, 88 receptions, 1,496 yards. No, last this- season this would be. No, but like, here's a year what, ago. I'm giving you a comparison. Okay. I'm giving you a comparison. Two seasons ago in the Super Bowl. Two seasons ago. I guess I, what do I say, last season? Because now we're at the end of the season. So this it's season still, still counts season. even with one game? It's still last season, okay. even though we're in the season. Last season, the season in which the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, A.J. Brown caught 88 passes for just shy of 1,500 yards. This season, he caught 105 passes for just shy of 1,500 yards. So, like, was he not getting the ball enough? Was that part of the problem, not doing what you do? Uh, Devontae Smith, he went from 95 receptions to 81, so he was down 14 receptions, still scored the same amount of touchdowns, 7-7. to I I would love for someone in Philadelphia to come out and explain what happened because it's all been very cryptic, right? It's all been very cryptic, which leads me to believe that there's more there than meets the eye. But all of them are just like, oh, you know, it's a commitment thing or, oh, you know, they just didn't really design it the way we needed to design it. Who knows? Kellen Moore's coming in. At least he's got experience. That's all I can say as an Eagles fan. Vic Fangio's coming in. At least he's got experience. That's all I can say as an Eagles fan. Because the two guys prior to them at coordinator didn't really have any experience, and it was a complete freaking disaster. All I can tell you is this. This is not about the coordinator for Philadelphia. It's about the quarterback. That's what you think? I absolutely, firmly believe that. You're saying the problems from this season – were quarterback-driven more so than coordinator-driven on the offensive side of the ball. Joe, I'm nothing if not reasonable, as you know, okay. and open-minded. And um, this season, I think it's safe to say that I was a staunch supporter of Jalen Hurts in in many, many ways. And then toward the end of the year, I was talking to some people in and around the Eagles and in Philadelphia, and it's very clear that this Jalen Hurts was not the same Jalen Hurts in how he handled himself prior to this season, whether that's a contract or whatever, whatever it is. Like his teammates, specifically offensive skill positions, I'm not getting the sense that there was a big bond between the two. I, I think there's a major rift going on that Jalen Hurts has got to figure out. And it has more to do with not necessarily who's getting the ball and who's not getting the ball. I think it has more to do with you know, he came out, made the comment about people not being committed enough at one point. Um, but at the same time, uh, his relationships in that building weren't as tight as they had been before. He was not going out of his way to be a leader of a football team this year, whereas maybe before he was. Problem was leadership. Was it? Uh, let's let me start with this. There's a several ways a guy's production can fall off. Are we worried that he didn't put the work in this year? 
I don't think so, no. Okay, so we're talking more about an emotional sort of thing, a leadership sort of thing, just not there rallying the troops. Not yes, there as the I, guy. And, and probably part of it being also that the offensive coordinator and he didn't necessarily weren't on the same page. Okay. I mean, that that's very clear in just watching it. Well, I mean, but what, also, happened, I what happened to them was not simple. I mean, they no. completely fell apart in embarrassing fashion. They were an embarrassment. And there's no way for anyone to stand up and go, no, 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 you're going too far with that. No, no, I'm not. They were embarrassing. They quit on the field in Tampa Bay in the playoffs. They're a team scratching and clawing to get into the postseason just for a shot. The Eagles were there. The Eagles backdoored their way in because they had won so many games early, they qualified, but they didn't earn it late, and then they completely mailed it in at Raymond James. Well, this is on Jalen Hurts to figure it out, and one after effect of that is, like, does A.J. Brown now want to potentially get traded again? He did an interview on SI Now with Robin Lundberg and addressed the potential trade rumors. AJ, your, your name is out there a lot with people talking about, you know, what might be going on behind the scenes, what the organization's plans may be. W what do you make of all that? Is that just noise in your mind? If something happens, my phone will ring and I'll be waiting a lot, then I'll enjoy my time. But you're prepared, obviously, to be catching passes for the Philadelphia Eagles next season. I'm prepared to, uh, Focus on my family at home and, and get better in the offseason and just see see where this thing go, you know. All right, two observations. Number one, were they doing the interview in a spa? That that you know what? I was trying to come up with something, a joke as well. I think you nailed it. That's yeah, that, what it sounds like in a spa. That that's a, were they The big fella yep. goes to spas. Well, I mean, occasionally I'll go and get a massage, sure. Oh, I feel bad Listen. for that good that woman. That's a lot of work right there. Do you do you go male just because you need the the more physical touch? Uh whatever whoever's there is fine. Oh wow. Not a preference. Not not really because I if you can delve into the bread loaf of my back <laughs> and really need that sucker. What? You've got my respect. And and I'll tell you in well, the middle of it. You know what? <laughs> Put a little more effort into it. How about that? I, Let's not I'm not Dive sure. In. I'm not sure if he said what I'm about to repeat. I'll say it. But Wilner was in my ear. What you? What was it? I said, "Do they charge double?" That <laughs> because there's no way the price of a massage for me should be the price of a massage for Carlin. Fair point. It's more a joke at me. There's more surface no, area that needs to be covered. The no, surface area is not the same. Look at Evan trying to cover himself up there. No, that's not more of a I, joke at you. I am five yeah, foot that, four, yeah. 140 pounds. That's that's no, not, that was more of a joke at him. I think you should stand on that, too, because it's a hilarious joke. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do they charge double? Do they charge double because you're so small? That was your joke? Yes. Hey, Carlin, do they charge you double because I'm so small? Yeah. <laughs> I walk in and that's they say, wait a, a minute, you're not Evan Wilner. <laughs> You're not dainty. <laughs> we were we were expecting dainty. We have, priced this massage to be dainty. I have you, gotten, sir, are anything but. You are icebergian. I I often get the same response from a masseuse when I walk into the room for the first time that I get from somebody that just realizes they're sitting next to me on the plane. Yeah. It's like this. It's just, let me just set the scene here. It's.
Like you got to figure that line of work every time you walk in the door. And the reality is the same. Okay. Next hour or two, going to be rough. (laughs) Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I think we were talking about the Eagles, but whatever. Hey, we got early looks at props and bets. Here's the deal, Joe. Please, please, please back me up on this. Yeah. Important to look now because you might be getting some bargains on some prices now before everybody really pays attention to it next week. Yes, sir. Perhaps. Good bet, bad bet. Next, ESPN Radio, including on the iHeartRadio app, and we're not going to charge you double. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We've got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money. Take it off. Mmm. Getting to it early on Super Bowl 58. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. RVs, excuse me. There you go. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. We will be asked by Evan Wilner if particular wager opportunity is a good bet or a bad bet for Super Bowl 58. And we will give our professional responses. Evan Wilner, the floor is yours. All right, let's start with this. The 49ers started at two and a half point favorite. It was down to like one. It's currently Chiefs. It's currently 49ers minus two. So I'm going to ask you, good bet, bad bet. The Chiefs plus two. Joe, good bet or a bad bet? I don't think it's a bad bet. I know this is a terrible piece of analysis. I actually haven't decided on the side for this game. I've made no bets on the side. I'm so tripped up by how poorly I performed in the championship round. My mind is twisted up like a pretzel. I feel like if I take the Chiefs, I'm just jumping on the hot bandwagon. I feel like if I take the Niners, I'm missing out on the Chiefs' hot bandwagon. I'm all messed up here. So I do not think the Chiefs plus the points is a bad bet. I think in a game like this, you probably just play it money line because the line is so tight. But, Carlin, I'll leave that to you. So things are going so badly that you're taking the day off from it. I, just for now. I will be on this game. Don't you worry. Well, you know what? Maybe I sit it out and I play the fourth round of the Waste Management Open. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Uh, at the moment, I'm leaning good bet. 
I'm leaning good bet. Now, have I locked in on who I'm picking? I have not yet, but I think the Chiefs is probably where I'll be leaning, and if they're getting points, it makes it even better for me. I have to now go by the idea of not betting against Patrick Mahomes. It's a good bet. Next. The Chiefs' first uh, first drive outcome, if it's, an, if it's a score, will be a touchdown, is plus 240. So the Chiefs' first drive being a touchdown, plus 240. Good bet, bad bet. Carlin? I mean, it's it's not a horrible bet. It's not a great bet. I, I would say if I'm going to lean one way, I'd go bad bet just because I I generally hate going that first drive wager to see how it's going to go. But um, I don't know right out of the gate that the 49ers are going to give up a touchdown on the very first series. Now, I will say this, Joe. When you have the script for the first series or two, that's always a little bit better of a wager than others, but I just still don't love it. I kind of like it. My favorite bet right now for the Super Bowl is Chiefs in the first half. It's plus 110. I I like this. The plus 240 implies a probability of 29%. So ask yourself, do you see the Chiefs scoring a touchdown on their their opening drive more than 29% of the time? If you do, it's a good bet. If you think it's 20% of the time, it's a bad bet and you pass, right? Look at San Francisco. Really slow start against the Packers. Really slow slow start against the Lions. They came on strong late. Look at Kansas City. Fast start against Miami. Fast start at Buffalo. Fast start against Baltimore. They've been on the big stage before. They What, the, what is this, their fourth Super Bowl? Like, I don't think they're going to be rattled, whereas Purdy and the Niners could come out, make a mistake, set up good field position if they have the ball first. I think that's an all right bet. I'd make that bet. Travis Kelsey to win Super Bowl MVPs 15-1. to 1. Joe, good bet, bad bet. First thing, do you think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? If you like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, Mahomes is likely the guy that gets it. The quarterback wins more often than not. The two Chiefs wins in the Super Bowl have been Mahomes MVP awards, even when Damian Williams should have won it the first year. So, like, people side with the quarterback. That being said, the narrative of this guy winning this award, Travis Kelsey, then being on the field with Taylor Swift and the prop bets of whether or not he would propose to her down there, I don't bet against love. Joe Fortinball doesn't bet against love. So I could see the media going with this to see him with Tay-Tay. It's a good bet. I I want that on an inspirational poster. Joe Fortinball doesn't bet against love. I don't bet against love. So, bingo, by the way, to your point here. Who votes for Super Bowl MVP? 16 football writers and broadcasters account for 80% of the vote. Fans... The remaining 20%. Is Romo there- one of them? If Romo's voting, all bets are off because that guy's not even watching the game. It, well, he probably is one of them, if I had to guess. One of the game broadcasters, no doubt. I, I would say, though, that um, in that case, uh, it just depends on how many of those football writers are crotchety old guys that are tired of Taylor Swift. Honestly, truthfully. I, I think it's a good bet. At 15-1, to 1, yeah, I'd jump on that. Just with the idea of Taylor Swift on the field after the game no question amendment to the t-shirt i don't bet against love unless he's a seven unless tony romo's calling the game unless he's a seven (laughs) point dog against the 49ers it's a jordan love joke you're just you're just filled with him today aren't you you just got a whole netflix special coming up and we're your test audience (laughs) i did bet against jordan love i got burned on that one this is not this is not a good playoff run for me i should really sit out the super bowl i'm not going to i'll have dozens of bets if not hundreds but I should we, sit it out. We keep saying, shooters shoot. Yeah, gonna get my shots up. Yep. <laughs> hey, three and uh, would you go? If two you don't do it, you're a coward. Let's, let's put it that way. Durant over, 
Lillard uh, under. Lillard over. Tw- I played 24 and a half minus 150. And it was 25. I played it at 26 and a half. Let's move on. Oh, oh, awesome. oh, shoot. No jokes about that, huh? No jokes about that? No, maybe I should stop watching your TV show. <laughs> I got it oh. right. What do you? First of all, it's our TV show. We all work at ESPN. It's our TV show. ESPN Bet Live. The topic bar said Joe Fortenbaugh's best bet, Damian Lillard, over 26 yeah. and a half. They, weren't, they don't allow me to do the, yeah, that, okay. that didn't no. work out very well. Christian McCaffrey over 130 and a half total yards in this game. It's minus 115. Carlin, good bet, bad bet. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a Christian McCaffrey game. I think it's a good bet. Um, out of the backfield, catching the ball and yardage-wise running the football because, I mean, if we learned anything, if you can run the ball, you can have some success against the Chiefs. And for whatever reason, the Baltimore Ravens chose not to do that. I think it's a good bet. I'm, I'm going to say bad bet. I'm not making that bet because he could have a huge game. Kansas City's D's been fantastic. Has anyone gotten an update on whether or not he's hurt from that play at the end of the game when he landed, like, flush on his head, and then they were massaging his neck on the sideline, and then the game ended, and everyone celebrated, and it feels like no one's talking about that. He looked like he was in pain. Yeah. No updates. I'm I'm wondering if that's a quietly underreported story heading into the Super Bowl, because the way he took that tumble as he got them near the goal line, he came up, he went to the bench, they were massaging the neck. That did not look good. It did not. It did not. We'll keep an eye on it for sure. Doesn't seem to be, last I seen here, and looking it up quickly, doesn't seem to be any kind of a concern for him right now. Says his right shoulder's okay. Anyway, next. All right, Kyle Juszczyk scored a touchdown in the last Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers four years ago. So, Kyle Juszczyk, anytime touchdown, 9-1. to Joe, good bet, bad bet. I'd say bad bet. I like check. He's far more valuable to that team than people realize. He scored two touchdowns all year, and they were in the same game. And it was at the beginning of the season. And now 9-1, to one, like you give me 15-1, to one, I'll dabble, but 9-1's to a pass. Yeah, hard pass for me. I'm not going there. Absolutely not. It's, it's, that's, that's really just pushing it too much. There's no need to go down that road. It's Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio from Superchargers, Exhaust Kits, and more. eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive. eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's wrong with LeBron and the Lakers? And is it going to get worse before it gets better? We welcome in an expert on it next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Tonight on the NBA on ESPN Radio, one of the NBA's fiercest rivalries opens another chapter. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers storm into TD Garden to face Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. Coverage begins tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Indeed. And the man who will be calling that game is Mark Kestisher of the NBA on ESPN Radio. It's Carlin versus Joe 
on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. And on the TuneIn app, it'll be Kesty and P.J. Carlissimo, who have this game tonight, Lakers-Celtics, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Lakers-Knicks, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Unfortunately, within the last literally two minutes, we just got the news Woj tweeted that both LeBron and AD are going to be out tonight. We'll get into all of it with Kesty in just a moment. Kesty, it's Carlin, it's Joe. We appreciate the time. First things first, though, Kesty, as you know, um, I have been traveling quite a bit over the last month and a half, and I need to, I need some guidance on this. The, the state of hotel pillows in this country uh, I mean, it's alarming, to say the least, and it's not covered nearly as much as it needs to be in the media. Uh, your take on hotel pillows, how you handle that situation, how do you ever get a freaking night's sleep? <laughs> good guys, it's good to be on with you. And, yes, uh, let's talk about the pillows because the Woj bomb has uh, uh, already upset me after what happened in Denver to ESPN Radio on Saturday <laughs> uh, with uh, Philadelphia and Embiid, uh, you know, last minute. But that is a great topic of conversation because I don't get great sleep. I start with two, and in the middle of the night I end up with one. Uh, you need one and a half hotel pillows. I don't know how to make this happen, but whatever a normal pillow is in your life, it equals one and a half at a hotel, and they just don't make a half pillow. <laughs> Have you ever considered becoming a guy who travels with a pillow? You know, it's interesting. This is going to sound really stupid, but I have a giant suitcase that on a, like a one-week road trip just doesn't have enough in it, and I stick a pillow in it just so everything doesn't get all wrinkly and stuff, and I will actually use that pillow, but I don't normally travel a pillow, and this is a, a Boston, New York, easy three-day jaunt so there is no pillow uh but you know after this conversation i may consider uh, and i do have a birthday coming up so if you want to you know send me a birthday pillow i'm, mm. I'm all about it carlin that sounds okay. fantastic there i'll you have go. to get your personal specifications for what you like for that i'm so easy to buy for <laughs> <laughs> all right lebron and anthony davis have been ruled out tonight in this matchup against the celtics lakers just announced it so for the lakers who needs to step up to make this a game Oh, my goodness. I mean, gut punch, gut punch. I thought, um, look, defense is where the issue is. And getting Anthony Davis back tonight, I thought he was a shoot-around. The indication was he was probably going to play tonight. Both he and LeBron have been dealing uh, with nagging injuries. They're in the midst of this Grammy road trip. Um, I don't know where you look. I mean, it's the guys last year who made this run that no one saw coming when they made the trade in February. Can those guys, you know, step up? Austin Reeves had 28 points the other day. Rui Hachimura has been in and out, dealt with injury early in the season. D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, who everyone wants to run out of Los Angeles for the second time, outside of his nine points against Atlanta Tuesday, the previous nine games he was averaging 27 points and shooting 50% from three. So there's going to be a lot more opportunity tonight without James, without AD, who are, you know, two of the top uh, 20 scorers uh, in the NBA. But uh, that's a Herculean effort, especially facing a Celtics team in Boston. We were, PJ and I were in Miami last Thursday night. And I think, and I've asked every Celtics person I've seen in the last week, had to be the best game they've played all year. Maybe even the best game they've played you know, since their championship in 2008. I mean, the ball was moving. The spacing was impeccable. The defense was there. This is a really incredible team. I know it's only the halfway point, 
But uh, it, it's a team right now that is uh, head and shoulders above everybody else in the NBA, in my opinion, and was going to be a tough out against the Lakers anyway, uh, tough for the Lakers anyway, even if they did have LeBron and AD. So, um, you know, you're just going to – that's why they play the games, right, guys? I mean, maybe they catch Boston uh, saying, all right, we got this one. Uh, they're not playing their two big guys, and, and maybe someone steps up and makes a game of it. But on, on paper, that's a huge uh, gut punch tonight. Mark Kestisher, NBA on ESPN Radio, Lakers-Celtics tonight. So with the Celtics, how has Joe Mazzulla improved from year one to year two as a head coach? Well, I, I think in a non-basketball off-court, you, know, uh, you know, dealing with the media and all, uh, you know, everyone sniping at him uh, from all corners, you know, coming in late last year. I, I think in, in the very few times we've been around him this season, I think he's got a much thicker skin. He had a thick skin anyway, but I just don't think he, think he cares about any of that stuff. I just think it's the way the team has operated on the floor, even the new pieces that have come in, you know, bringing a Chris Stapps Porzingis in, um, and that has kind of unlocked Tatum and Brown. Uh, you know, the acquisition of Derek White a couple of weeks ago, he's playing at an all-star level. I don't know if, he, you know, if he's going to make the all-star team tonight, but, you know, there's a chance he may. Um, I just think sometimes when the team is performing the way it is performing, that makes the coach's job that much easier. But he seems to be, to me at least, and noticing last week, a lot more comfortable in his head coaching skin than he ever was at any time last year. Kesty, you also have the Lakers on Saturday when they will be at the Garden to take on the Red Hot Knicks, winners of eight straight. OG Ananobi, since he came over, I mean, the defense, 124 points allowed in December, 100 points allowed in January. How has he dramatically changed this team so quickly? Yeah, I think on that end of the ball, I remember we were at the Peach Bowl. That was, I think, December 30th or 31st in Atlanta, and I saw that trade hit the hit the wires, and, you know, a lot of people were disappointed because they really were big uh, R.J. Barrett fans if they were, you know, uh, Nick fans that happened to be around me that day. And I'm just thinking, maybe this is the spark. But, you know, in the face of that, without Mitchell Robinson and then losing Julius Randle for who knows how long, even though the indications are, you know, he may be back sooner than obviously a season-ending injury. Um, and, and the way Jalen Brunson has played this year, and we fully expect him to be an all-star in a couple of hours, I just think it is on that defensive end of the floor um the schedule's been favorable if you look at this eight game win streak mostly these are teams that they should be uh, but still as a whole uh, i think they were 14 and 2 in january it's just a team that um you know kind of belies its head coach tom thibodeau it's a very physical team it's a gritty team and i think og ananobi in his way and, and he doesn't get enough credit for his offensive end which is still emerging uh, that defensive thrust, that plays right into Tibbs. And at least for this small sample size, uh, it's it's been extraordinary. Mark Kestisher with us, NBA on ESPN Radio. Last one for me, Kesty. Uh, the reaction around the league in your travels to the 65-game rule when it comes to the major awards at the end of the year? Yeah, I think, you know, with, um, with MB teetering on the uh, possibility that he won't be up for the award, I think it's kind of split in half. It's like, yeah, this is kind of what we wanted. You know, we didn't vote for guys who only played 55 games or 60. I know that's not 65. I don't know where the arbitrary number came from. Uh, but, you know, generally when we're thinking most valuable player, I know it's for all these awards, but, you know, for MVP, which is going to get a lot of 
of the conversation. Um, I, I think historically it will show anybody who plays less than that figure was not going to win that award. You know, you could get uh, something where you have the two best players who both only played like 64 or 63 or 62 games, and then we might have a problem. Um, but I think most people I talk to uh, who vote for these awards and who are within the league are saying, yeah, that's just about right. It's, it's a hot topic. But it feels right. If you're going to play 65 or less, you're probably not going to be up for the biggest award the league has to offer for the regular season anyway. Kesty, good stuff. Um, we'll delve into hotel uh, shower mats next time. Which, <laughs> I mean, it's like, why even bother? My column coming up. Thanks, Kesty. Hey, if I get five hours, it's a good night, guys. God bless you. God bless you. If I don't get 12 hours, I am just not myself. 12. <laughs> Mark Kestisher. Let's see you, Kesty. Kesty and PJ Carlissimo on ESPN Radio tonight and on Saturday. Lakers Celtics tonight, 7 p.m. presented by Indeed. Coverage begins right at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Micah Parsons says he's seen it all in his three years in the NFL. Eh, not quite. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ah, uh, grew up with Letterman. Letterman by far. I think the greatest late night talk show host we've ever seen. He was my guy all the way back to late night. Went to see him in live a couple times in the city. He's awesome. You a Letterman guy? Yeah, I was a fan of Letterman. I like his show he came out with on Netflix. Yes. Where he sat down and did the long form interviews with people. And it was a it was a very diverse group of individuals. People in music, politics, movies, sports. It was really cool. Yeah, I preferred stupid pet tricks. Yeah. But thanks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And there's a reason that we're playing Dave Letterman's music because apparently Micah Parsons believes that in his three years, he has seen it all in the NFL, which I would argue probably not. You haven't played for the Jets yet, so I don't think you've seen very much. But <laughs> Evan Wilner has come up with in honor of David Letterman, no real reason, the top 10 things that he has not seen in the NFL so far. Again, I would stress that this is an Evan Wilner production, and we on this show like to take some swings. So let's find out if it's going to be a swing and a miss. <laughs> no, no, I'm going in open, going open-minded. We've already got the show music. This is going to be. I think this is going to be. I think it's on us to deliver the punchlines. All right, let's go. All right, Evan, All right. the floor is yours. Yeah, top ten things Michael Parsons has not seen in the NFL. Number ten, the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so now we're using laugh tracks. Is that? I, like I didn't it. know that was an option. Because if so. <laughs> Things will be going a lot smoother for me. The Next. Uh, number nine, speaking of championship games, Michael Parsons has not seen Patrick Mahomes not in the NFC, in the AFC championship game. He has not seen Patrick Mahomes not play in the AFC championship game. How many in a row is it for Mahomes? Six. Oh Six my in a row. God. 
How absurd is that? That's like LeBron going to the finals. What was it? Nine years in a row? LeBron yeah. made the finals. Eight and nine out of ten. Eight nine and nine out, out of ten. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. All oh. right. All Go right. Ahead. Top ten things Michael Parsons has not seen in the NFL. Number eight, a home playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> how um? How many opportunities did they have the, this Two. season? And, and then the Niners. Yeah. Two years ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, top 10 things Mike Parsons has not seen in the NFL. Number seven, a season where he led the NFL in sacks. <laughs> eh, a little harsh. I, yeah, I feel like we're taking a shot at a really good player there. Yeah. Who led it this year? Was it Mac? Did Kalu Mac lead it this year? I he was close. He like 19 or 18, yeah. something like that. Eh, we'll get there. I'll find out while we're talking about it. Yeah. No, you won't. We, no, we got time. I'm trying to vamp because Evan list, was moving me. as quickly as he could. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, this is about to change, but hey, in the first three years, he has not seen a defense, a different defensive scheme. <laughs> I get what happened here. You wrote that in, and then Quinn left, and then you were too lazy to make, come up with a new one? Sure. Yeah, TJ Watt had 19. Oh, TJ Watt, 19. Khalil Mack had 17. Josh <laughs> Allen, Trey Hendrickson, 17 and a half. All right, top 10 things Micah Parsons has not seen in the NFL. A head coaching change for the Dallas Cowboys. Consistent. Very They're true. They're consistent. Very true. He uh, may never see one. McCarthy <laughs> might be there forever. Top 10 things Micah Parsons has not seen in the NFL. A MVP award. Here's a guy who constantly says, why am I not in the MVP conversation? Well, well we wanted to know that too when we put money on you last year. Yeah, well. What happened? You haven't won. I blame you on that, Micah. Top this ten. is this is very heavy just mocking him and the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. I noticed yeah. we didn't go outside the box no. to talk about anything like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, number three, Aaron Rodgers getting vaccinated. <laughs> were you were you expecting comedy writers on this I, bit? Because <laughs> the Colbert people are all tied up and I, the Kimball people too. I walked into it open-minded, not sure what to expect, so I'm staying loose. I'm doing what they call a practicing beginner's mind. Beginner's mind right here. Okay. Uh, top 10 things Micah Parsons has not seen in the NFL. Uh, number three, a Defensive Player of the Year award, Micah. Let's go. You've seen it all? He's been close. He hasn't been won. Close. Why are we mocking him for that? He's been runner up he's, at least once. He's been in the league three years and says he's seen it all. Well, top 10 things he hasn't seen. Number two, a second contract. <laughs> And this no, is like angry and aggressive towards him and the Cowboys. And, and he like actually can't see a second contract <laughs> yet, technically yes. speaking. Oh, my God. It just goes to show, though, he hasn't been around that long. <laughs> Top 10 things Michael Barnes has not seen in the NFL. Number one, the Super Bowl. Uh, I think we need to hire some writers if we're going to bring this bit back. What do you think? I think you could have had one like number six, Brandon Staley converting on fourth down. Ha ha ha. Exactly. Number, number three, the Eagles being organized. <laughs> number two, Dan Campbell punting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot of a lot of Micah Parsons hate. Yeah, you could have had like uh number number seven, Tua Tunga Vailoa winning a big game. Right. Or, you know. <laughs> to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> Number nine, the Bears hiring a coach who agrees with his general manager. Number four. <laughs> Number three. Come on. We got to come up with it. Uh, listen, can we grade him? I mean, listen, A for effort. Uh, yeah, I, 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 
I like A for creativity, because I'm going to give you that for coming up with it. I like, I, I got a kick out of this, and I like that. And, and I am a always on board with stealing other people's bits. Absolutely. A for effort. Yeah. So I'd say I the work just, ethic, work ethic down. The fact that you had one and then it got blown up because Quinn got hired and you left it in there. And then you just had the line, well, this one's not really applicable anymore. You got to put the work, the work ethic is a C. The C on the work ethic. A on creativity, A on. Oh, wow. I like you. You may have just destroyed Evan because that's like the worst thing you could ever say to him. What are you talking about? The work about? ethic. The work ethic. That, Questioning his work ethic. Evan, am I correct? That's like the biggest insult you could get. Yeah, but you know what? I think it was valid. I think I could have changed that one. It's not like I questioned the work ethic in any regard other than the one that went stale and then four hours later still had not changed it. I didn't say it was a just. I just said by breaking it up. <laughs> That's true. And there was nothing Jerry Jones related in there. You could have subbed that. It subbed in old Jera. I have a bigger issue with you guys pointing out the fact that I went all things that Micah Parsons literally has not seen in his career with the Dallas Cowboys. I took it literal, not like, oh, Aaron Rodgers getting vaccinated. Ha <laughs> ha. That's not related to Micah Parsons. He's the one who came out and said he's seen it all. So I used all of that in my in my venom towards Micah Parsons. See, here's the thing, though. This is what you got to understand. Everybody loves vaccine humor. We all love talking about COVID and politics. Come on. The fact that you didn't weave the presidential election into this is a huge miss. Everyone loves talking about politics. You should have gotten some border security in there. People rally around that. Now, these are all obviously way out of line jokes. As people are driving around in rage, how could Fordball talk about this? But oh. yeah. That's what you do. You really push the envelope. Tomorrow, Carlin versus Joe will break down the new Quinnipiac poll. <laughs> Carlin Listen, versus Joe, who's going to win? South Carolina. <laughs> Evan, all we're asking you for to do is to be in touch with the audience. Yeah. That's it. People want political humor. They left at number 10. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, I, I applaud I like the it. effort. I applaud the effort on his part. I do think we could mix some people in with the, you know, a little brainstorming storyboarding this next time. I, I think I think that's a great starting point. I think that's the most important thing. I think it, starting there, we could turn this into something, and I think that is an excellent starting point. Well, Rome, Rome was not built in a day. No. Here's what we know. On this show, we're in the very early stages, gestating, so to speak. Joe, we're taking swings. Not going to hit every ball. Sometimes we foul it off. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.